don't want you there. Which white people don't want you there? Really? Was he high? <laughs> <laughs> and so, did y'all leave or you stay? You were? With the man? So, what did you do? You beat him up? <laughs> did you give him the finger? <laughs> That's so crazy, huh? Yeah. Um, so he was one of the parking enforcers? Security guy or something. Wow. Welcome to the church. I am Jesse Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by going to our chat line, and I can take your questions and comments. Also, Happy Easter. Today is Easter. And Happy Easter to everybody here. Amazing. And thank you all for coming. It is amazing. Uh, First-time visitors. Any? Oh, amazing. This is your first time? Oh, hold on a minute. Where'd you come from and what's your name? So my name is Isaac Hurtado. I came here from uh, Simi Valley with my friend Gabriel right here. Right on. um, Thank you for coming. Any questions about anything before I get rolling here? I just have watched some of I seen you on YouTube and I really like your content. So I'm I'm, uh, grateful I could be here in person. Oh, good. Thank you, man. So you hate women too? Oh <laughs> uh, no, I can't say that because I love my mom too much. <laughs> oh man, don't tell anybody. <laughs> so, any questions or disagreements or anything? Not right now. They're coming to mind. Okay. Yeah, well, welcome, to be here. Yeah. All right. Uh, right here. Uh, we're from Sacramento. From Sacramento? Yeah. Really? What's your name? Armin Johnson. Oh, welcome. How'd you find us? Uh, my dad from on YouTube. Watched the whole time. Right on. How old are you? 15. Oh, 15. Any questions about anything? No, sir. Okay. Any disagreement? No, sir. All right. Well, welcome, all right? Um, okay. If anything pop up, let me know. All right. Thank you for coming. You're the father? Yes, sir. Okay. What's your name? Brian Johnston. Brian, thanks for coming, man. Any questions or disagreements or anything? Uh, no disagreements, but I am. Well, we've been listening to you. I have my sons listening. We're about four years now, and we 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 just love you and so thankful. You uh, changed my life, and but I am one of the exceptions to fighting in the courts. I've had my sons 100 percent for about five years now. Oh, good. Just, so you went to court for them? Yeah. And it was good. So you won. Yeah. Oh, and where is she now? Uh, who knows? Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> she come into the courts with like a fake Bible thumper, holding her Bible and preaching and acting like, but behind closed doors was drugs, prostitution, bad stuff. Oh, man. Well, I'm glad you got your boys. Yeah. Right on. Any question or no. disagree? Okay. 
Well, thank you for coming. I like your shirt, by the oh, way. Thank you. <laughs> Amazing shirt. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yes, sir. What, what's your name? Anthony Johnston. And so you're the brother. The yeah. Other, and how old are you, Anthony? Uh, 16. Right on. Any questions about anything? No, I'm just happy to be here. Right on. You glad that you, you're with your father? Yeah. Right on, man. Good. Well, if it, it, anything, any questions, let me know, all right? Right, I will. Okay. okay. Good, man. Uh, right here. This is your first time, all right? First time at church? Yeah. We had an amazing men's forum last week. Y'all missed it, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me your name again and where are you from? My name's uh, Garrett. I'm from uh, San Antonio, Texas. Right on. Any questions about anything? Uh, no, sir. All right. Well, thank you for coming, all right? It's uh, great to be here, and it's uh, the most important day of our faith, I think. Today is? Today. And why is that? It, uh, Jesus rose from the tomb uh, oh, after yeah. three days. Remember? <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is, man. It's an amazing day. You're right. Jay, where did you go this past weekend? Yucca Valley. And then you tell me you saw Jesus. You yeah. saw Jesus burial place yeah we went to the um desert christ park over there and there was a sculptor who sculpted a, a tomb an empty tomb with mary and mary magdalene and then the ladies going over on easter sunday morning and seeing the empty tomb they're going to see you to the empty tomb yeah they saw the empty tomb oh i see yeah but that's the fake one how do you know the real one, the real one is in Israel. Right. That's how I know. <laughs> we went to the real one. Nice. Amazing. Uh, anybody else first timers? Right here, right? Tell us your name and where you're from. I'm Greg, and um, I'm from Detroit. Right on. Any questions or anything? Nope. Oh, okay. Just want to say tonight, huh? Yeah. Just want to say thank you for everything. Right on. Yeah. Right on, man. Uh, right here. And tell us your name and where you're from. Travis, from Detroit. From Detroit. Yes. Uh, any questions, Travis, about anything? Uh, no questions. All right. Well, thank you for coming. All right. No, thank you. All right. Um, so, any questions, anyone? Uh, last night I was uh, flipping through the TV trying to find like one of those Bible stories, movie kind of things. They have the best ones during Easter time, right? And so I ran up on the Ten Commandments. Anybody ever seen that? If you have not seen the Ten, Ten Commandments, make sure you watch it. It has Elizabeth Taylor and yeah, Charlton. It's very, very, very good. So make sure you check it out. Um, and while I was flipping through the TV, I saw people like Kenneth Copeland and a lot of those TV preaching people. Y'all ever heard of Kenneth Copeland and all them? Yes. Yeah. And um, I remember uh, being introduced to them when I was at Crenshaw Christian Center over in uh, South Central. I used to go to church over there. 
and they were really good friends with Fred Price and others. And but I had forgotten about them until I was flipping through the TV, and I was like, "Wow, where have these men been?" And what I realized is that they don't do anything. They just they have big churches with a whole bunch of folks going right, but all they do is teach the Bible, and praise the Lord, and and I think they kind of go around. And not only Canton, but other preachers like them. I, a bunch of them I saw uh, as I was flipping that I. It reminded me of them. And I'm thinking, it's no wonder Christianity is going to hell in a handbasket. Because all they do is sit in church and preach the Bible and sing songs and amen. And the churches are big and they are packed with Christians, but they have no power at all. I don't see them out there dealing with life. You know what I'm saying? If they were out there dealing with life, we was we will have America back real fast, but they are not doing it. They are not they are not out there fighting against Satan's children. All this stuff, LTB. Yeah, they are not fighting against that. They are not fighting against Black Lives Matter. They need to be out there. They need to come out of those churches and get involved with what's happening in the world. They need to get involved in politics. God never meant for us to just sit around in a church and just read the Bible and do amen and sing songs and leave. <laughs> What's the purpose of having power if you're not going to put it to work? You know what I mean? Because they're using evil to shut down the country. And there are a lot of Christians just not involved. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. It's like a, those are Pharisees. They dress like preachers, and they, and the, and the people the same way. They're dumb too. They don't do anything. What's the purpose? Why know God if you're still going to be defeated in life? You know what I mean. But and, and the churches are packed, and there are black churches like that too. They don't do anything. Nothing. It's like, and I forgot we can win this war if all these people come out of the churches. Show up at city council meetings. Get involved. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in, in them, right? But the Christians are so nice. Oh, praise the Lord. And they're setting up churches around the world. Why? It was crazy to see that. I remind I forgot about those folks. Did you have your hand? Right here? Okay. And I think I'll come to you, too. Just kind of to dovetail on this point is I was listening to a um, sermon from a Bible teaching pastor on YouTube, John MacArthur up at Grace Community Church in, uh, up in the valley. Uh, and his, his message of this sermon that was from uh, Palm Sunday was it's, it's over for the nation. We're under judgment and it's too late. For the nation, it is over because they they're not going to do anything. I so I just wanted to kind of make your views on it. It's, it's it's over for the nation, but it's not over for individuals. Meaning, you know, you the people can still be saved, but the nation it's the, the nation it's too late. How will the people be saved? Well, according to his teaching, it would be you know they would believe in Christ, confess their faith, repent, and be you know be baptized and be saved and 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 
Well, that's that's the point. I mean, it, so that the they would sit around in church, right? And then the he's a he's a Calvinist. He believes in the elect, meaning that only, only certain people will be saved, and others everybody else is damned, right? God just chooses who he chooses. But and, it just it's insane to just sit around in a church and not get involved. You know, you're supposed to let your light shine so that those who are lost can see the way. And just right. imagine if all those churches were to come out to rallies and run for office and start speaking out. Uh, it used to be that way when Jerry Falwell and those guys were around. They, was out, they were out protesting and calling out the homosexuals and the homosexuals hated them. And right. they were involved. But yeah, I, once I, Jerry I just don't Falwell get, and all those guys... I don't get personally how died off, yeah. then Kenny Copeland and all those guys, they kind of went underground or something. I don't get how if, if God gave us government as part of his plan, right? He, he gave governments as a, as a way of restraining evil and that he, he expected Christians would be involved in government. That what happened right. that all of a sudden that the Christians said, we're going to just preach the Bible and no longer get involved in the world. We're just going to preach the Bible. I don't, I don't get that. Why aren't, why aren't we as Christians going, hey, that's, God gave us government. We're supposed to be involved in the government that's just right, like because everything else. Now that they're taking the Christians out of the government, look at the laws that they have and all kind of crazy stuff. And they hate the Christians. And, and they make rules that put the uh, Christians in jail if you say anything, right? I was wondering, I wonder what they do, though. After church, where do they go? Applebee's. And then, oh, and then all week, what are they doing? You know, I never see them in the news. I never see them protesting. I never see them out standing up or anything. I'm like, what are they doing all week? You know, you can only eat at IHOP for an hour. <laughs> What do you do after that? You know what I mean? It's the craziest thing I ever see. Maybe I get them on the radio show to ask them, what do y'all do? I like they, during I, the week. I think they just... Uh, because I don't see them out and about anywhere either. I th- There's I think a whole they're just bunch of white people. Sitting around arguing about doctors. We need to get the white folks. Right? So what? Sitting around arguing about uh, biblical doctrine. Around where? Bible study. At the house? Yeah. yeah. At oh. the church, and the, at, the, at Applebee's. That's, at, not, uh, that's not fun. Out back to, on a, that's every other, once a month. And going to Bible class and all that. Right here. And then I'll come to you. Yeah, just think about that. We are sons of God, right? Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And you're right. The world, God created the world for us, and we're just, well, not me, but they're just letting it, giving it away. It doesn't even make sense to me. It just, yes, sir. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> um, and they all dress so nice. They dress up really nice. Hair on down. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was going on getting back to the uh, the church. 
a lot of uh, uh, people misconcept, have a misconception about the church, especially today and in, in, in how the society and how we live today. But the church is really for gathering of like-minded people to come and praise and worship, period. It's just a place you come in the four walls and you come and praise and worship. To edify people, one another. Right, and, yeah, but people go there thinking, oh, I'm going to find God and learn this. And that. No, you, you ain't going to find God in the, necessarily in the church. You're not. You, find, you have a better chance of finding him at IHOP. <laughs> exactly. And, <laughs> they didn't do it in the churches. And people find him in many different ways in many different situations. And yeah. most People, especially young, go to believe that if I go to church, I'm going to find God, or if I go to church, I'm praising God, or I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. And it's really a big misconception, you know. So It's a mess. No wonder we're losing. Well, we're not losing, but they're losing. It's a mess. Yes, sir. Yeah, I do, I do agree with the point uh, about Sunday Christians. It's a big, it's a big problem. Um, but I will defend uh, MacArthur and Grace Church as being similar to this church that did make a big effort to push back on what's been going on in the last year. If anybody didn't follow it, they were one of the churches that actually took it to the courts, took it to the government, took it to the leadership oh, to fight to be open yeah. and to fight to gather and worship. And they spent a lot of their resources of that church and of the congregation to go to court and to use lawyers to, right to try on, to man. get the right thing done. And uh, anybody that, you know, hasn't read up on it is... What's the name of it? Grace Church up in the Valley, John MacArthur's Church. So I think they did a good job, like you guys did, to push back on the system and to, you know, not mandate the mass be in the service and people could come and go as they want. So they did a good job with that. But I do agree that most churches are not doing a good job with that, and that's probably the big... imagine if all these churches were to get involved... America would be uh, an amazing place. Yeah, if every church pushed back the way you guys did and yeah. the way Grace did, it would be a different world that we That's live in. That's right. Yeah. It's amazing. I uh, Maybe we'll try to get them on the show, Nick, so I can ask what's wrong. And I noticed that they don't call it out what it is. They call it sin. But I... There were a time when they would say abortion is wrong or homosexuality is wrong or whatever is wrong, right? Black Lives Matter is wrong, but they won't say it now. They'll say, they call everything a sin because they are afraid to call it out, to say what it is because they don't want to be, you know, protested or talked about or whatever. That is the craziest thing I've ever seen. I've been God and Jesus get up in the morning. And, and, and God sent Jesus over to, uh, Starbucks. <laughs> coffee bean. I like coffee bean better. <laughs> and, 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 and so God, like, you know what, Jesus, go over there and coffee bean, get me cafe mocha and, and, uh, cinnamon roll and get you whatever you want, put it on the credit card. Call everybody you debit cards now. The millennials do. Millennials are so crazy. Well, I like y'all. <laughs> when they get paid, rather than going over to the bank, getting in line and making their deposit, they make it on the phones now. Have you, are you aware of that? Yes. Can't someone steal it? I mean, but they, the Chinese said, put it on your phone. They're like, okay. 
They don't worry about their privacy at all. It's amazing. No wonder China's ripping us off. Uh, I saw, yes, sir. Okay. Jesse, it seems like a lot of religious leaders say that this country is finished. If that is true, is it possible that the individual and individuals are, are is finished because the country That's what is he just asked too. Um, well, we're going to have to find a rock and hide behind it because there's not going to be enough of us to save it, right? And so we have to hide. Remember God said that, were, that we have to find a rock? I, uh, I, I was looking around on YouTube the other day for my rock. <laughs> so look for a rock, Raymond. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, no, we're going to save it right here. Uh, aside from the fact that I believe God is the source of all life and everything around us, yes. I'm not sure that I necessarily believe the Bible is literal truth. I believe it's true in other ways, but I don't know if I believe it's literal truth and would that mean I'm... Why not? Uh, because I'm trusting a lot of... I think it's a book of men that are trying to find God. And I think a lot of corrupt institutions throughout history have had control over it and have changed certain things in it. Um, so am I, really, am I deceiving myself and calling myself a Christian if I think that? Uh well, you're, you're right in that there are some things in the Bible that's been changed. So everything in the Bible is not true uh, because it's been changed down through history. But there are things in the Bible that is true as well. So, but that doesn't make you a Christian. What makes you a Christian is when you uh, repent for your hatred in your heart, for the, you know, yeah. and turn back to the Father. Yeah. That makes you a Christian when you're born again of God. So even if you never read the Bible, but you repented of your, uh, of your heart and returned to the Father, you would be a Christian. Yeah, exactly. I go to, um, or sometimes I go to one of these uh, Bible-thumping churches, and uh, my good friend who I was living with for a little bit, he is really big into the Bible. He had this book, uh, it was like this book on theology. It's like if you drop this book on your foot, you'd probably break your foot. Um, you did what? He had this huge book that I'm saying, like, if if you had dropped this book, it might break your foot. That's how big it was. It was all about oh. theology. And he was asking me, he would always ask me questions, like, if if a guy, if somebody never read the Bible, are they saved? Um, if you don't follow, he, he would always bring up scripture, and I would just say, like, if the person looks within, and the person is, like you were saying, like, I would say, yeah, they're a Christian. I don't know if they're a Christian, but I know they're saved. I know they're, um, you know, I'm, they're going to bear fruits when after they, they're going to bear fruits in this life and after they die. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to see your take Are on you it. Are you a Christian? I would say yes, but that's kind of why well, my question is, would you say I am? Would I say that you're a Christian? Yeah. Uh, if you tell me that you are. <laughs> uh, so, okay, you're a Christian. Yeah. Uh, do you have? I mean, have you gone and forgiven? Yes. Oh, okay. And you return to the Father? I believe so. 
I mean, that's what it takes. You must be born again of the Father. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if you've done those things, repented of your sin. Good. Were you atheist before? Was that? Oh, I was here once. Um, and you asked me if I was, I, I told you I grew up uh, as an atheist Jew. I don't oh, know yeah. <laughs> you don't look like a Jew. What does a Jew look a Jew like? Jew supposed to be white. <laughs> yeah. How you be? Well, <laughs> uh, are you like one of those black Israelite Jews? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, actually, I'm from Israel, though. Oh, you are? Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, how did you? <laughs> Hello, black man. <laughs> Have you ever gone <laughs> to the tomb of Christ where he laid after he died? No, I, I've been to, maybe I have, I'm not sure. I've been to Israel lies to go there to visit my family, and I've seen, I've gone to Jerusalem, I've seen some of the things, but I was so unaware at that time, so oh, I, I, don't, I don't know. Well, next time you go visit that, it's so nice. Oh, for sure, yeah. If I was, one of the requirements uh, to get into heaven is that you must visit Israel. Well, if you don't visit Israel, you can't go to heaven. <laughs> it is the most amazing place on earth to visit. One of the most amazing places. So next time you go to your homeland, visit it. Oh, for sure, yeah. It's like walking through the Bible. Yeah. It really is amazing. And another nice thing about Israel is that they drink a lot of wine. <laughs> wine everywhere. Nice. Oh, now Sammy want to go. <laughs> <laughs> and they have wine vine, wine trees, and they plant it all over the place. It's really nice. And they have good food. We uh, we took we went there twice. Uh, the organization did, and we took Francisco. He went with us once, and he almost ate the Jews out. <laughs> the food was so good at the rest at the hotels. Every time he went, he was like, I mean, just pile he played up. <laughs> I'm like, this Mexican is embarrassing me. <laughs> <laughs> The food was good, huh? It was so good. So visit Israel. Otherwise, you can't go to heaven. All right? It is really, really nice. Uh, anything else? So you're a Christian, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're a Christian if you have done that. Yeah. Anything else? Nothing. That's all. All right. Yeah. I you, guess I can answer the, the biblical question. Yeah, I'll get to it in a minute. Hold okay. on. All right? It's a good one, huh? Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. Let me take this young man here, and then I'll come to you. Yes, sir. Hello, Jesse. Um, I just wanted to add on to what you were talking about. Yeah, like people need to, you know, stand up and, you know, go out there and do something. Because, um, you know, you're, you, you, have to, you have to build good and destroy evil. And, um, and if you're not doing that, then you're either fearful or docile. Yeah. And uh and I think yeah, it's like I would be amazed if every single one of these people in here would go out there and you know Well it doesn't stand necessarily for, have to be protesting Yeah, no, no, and no. And all no. that get involved with government mm-hmm. uh do something. Yeah, do yeah, yeah, do something and, yeah. and I I would Let I just like to add on Yeah, I just wanted to add on to that because you know, I, I work too as well, but uh, the every free time that I do have, you know, I do you, know, you have a job? On. Yes. Really? <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Of course. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so, you know, it, like the free time you have, you yeah. know, obviously everyone gets your rest. So you, you always say, you know, you, what, you sleep like four hours, you know, you're always uh, on it, you know, and, um, you know, it is like, like you say, you know, greater is in us than, than in him, you know, That's in right. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, I just want to add that. I can't imagine knowing God and then you just go home and sit around and complain and, and not <laughs> do anything. What's the purpose? You know what I'm saying? And then you try to get everybody saved. Why? If all you want to do is sit around the house and do nothing, it doesn't make sense. You're absolutely right, man. Uh, yes, sir. All right, so I'd read in the Bible one time a while back. I don't know exactly where it's written, but I know. Uh, it says, does not he who knows all things take that into account when making a judgment? So like, hey, you know, somebody's never heard of God or Christ. All right, you know, he's going to take that into account when he's judging you. And I've also heard that the gospel will be preached to the four corners of the earth before Christ returns. Uh, well, they're working on it. Yeah, you know, we'll see. They're not out fighting, but they're getting the word out there. It's amazing. All right. Thank you. <laughs> That's deep. <laughs> yes, sir. I just wanted to touch on what we were talking about because it really struck a nerve with me. I just joined a church recently last year, uh, the Mormon church. And the Mormon? Yes. Okay. And I still don't necessarily 100% believe in what they teach, but I was in a process of uh, spiritual repentance, and it just worked out this way. And now I'm going to school at BYU in Utah in the fall, so everything in my life has just fallen into place because yeah. I've trusted. But I still don't necessarily think it's because of their church. But I have noticed that the men, they just sit around and do nothing. They yeah. talk about the Book of Mormon, they talk about the Bible, and they preach, and they talk about uh, sharing that light and spreading that into the world, but there's no um, cohesion with the men. It's They're all about inclusiveness. They want to get women more involved. They want to make it about appeasing um, whatever's going on in the world with Black Lives Matter and racism. Like They're having their big general conference right now as we speak, and that was one of the first things their prophet brought up was we need to stamp out racism. And I'm thinking, is that really the biggest problem that's happening in the world right now is racism? It's it just insane, doesn't make man. sense to me. So yeah. I'm, I'm really struggling with that, but I know that I'm in the right place just because everything with my education and fellowship is, is working, and I'm meeting great friends like this. We're both the two most recent converts in our church, and I feel like we're the ones that are making the most happen. No, I've gotten complaints too from the women in the ward. I've talked to a couple of them. They're like, "All the men are weak in this ward." And I just got there. I'm like, "Well, what do you want me to do?" I, I thought they were supposed to teach me how to be a man and how to follow Christ, but Good, they just man. sit around and do nothing. So I don't know why it's happening. I, I feel like it's fear or something. But it, it when is you fear. said that, that's what's been going on with me lately, and I, I yeah. don't know what to do. I guess we just got to stand up and make the change ourselves. It's, it is fear because they, have written, they haven't found what they're looking for. They haven't found God because there's no way you can know God and have fear. There's no way you can know God, be born of him, and just sit around and do nothing. Just go to church. And, and you're right. When I was flipping through the TV, I noticed that there are more and more women up there preaching the Bible too now. 
I'm like, what the? And then a few preachers that are up there, the male preachers, they have their wives sitting at the table with them now while they're preaching about, and she's just grinning, praise the Lord. (laughs) And then they always say, isn't that right, honey? With the Bible, praise the Lord, that's right. Why? What is it for? It's insane. And they are afraid. They really are afraid. And it's unfortunate. I'm glad you guys are doing that. How can you be a man of God if you're afraid, though? You're not a man of God if you're afraid. You know, they may know the Bible. They may have gone down to the front of the church and confessed the Lord, but they don't know him. They have not been born again because perfect love casts out fear. So I'm glad you guys are involved, man. You got to get involved. Yes, sir. Yeah, so like Gabriel was saying, um, I myself have been a member of this church for about four months now. I actually was born again, like how you said. You know, I was never really religious or anything like that prior in my life. I knew of God and, and, and Jesus Christ, but really didn't have him at like the center of my life. And so back in October, I just was really lost in life around that time. I became very depressed and such. And just so happened that, you know, I was able to find God during that time because I was at the park one day just hanging out trying to clear my mind. You know, I love being out in Heavenly Father's creation outside in nature. And just so happened I found the missionaries right there. And, you know, from that day forward, I just started feeling that, like, love from Heavenly Father. I started feeling the comfort of Jesus Christ. And it just was so crazy because from, like, day to day, I just changed completely. And from the person that I was in the past and really repenting of those transgressions and stuff because I used to drink a lot back then. I used to do a lot of bad stuff. And, you know, I just realized that a lot of the things that I, you know, did in the past it just became so easy for me to let them go and so you know why were you depressed i think i was just living in the past too much a lot of the stuff i was holding on and i wasn't like you know really letting god take away those burdens from me and such and that's why when i found like the church like i really believe that heavenly father saw that and so like nowadays i really don't live in the past or Think about the future, I just try to live in this present moment with God, and now it's just been so much easier for me to, like, overcome those trials and anything that I do go how, through. How old are you now? I'm 21. I just turned 21 last Saturday. Right on. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like Gabriel said, you know, me and him are the two newest converts in our church, and yet we're doing the most, and it's crazy to me because it's just... They're going to bring you guys out of there. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's crazy. Like, <laughs> like literally from the beginning, I was like, I was literally investigating the church at first, and I literally tried making plans with the guys one day, and I was still not even baptized into the church yet, and I still try making plans. And nowadays, I just kind of feel myself getting exhausted, like, because we're always going out of our way to like make plans, and you know, we'll go to the beach and stuff like that, try to invite other people, and I just kind of find myself getting a little exhausted nowadays, where I just don't feel like. You know, yeah. really doing what I was doing. So it's just like. Well, let God guide you. One thing will lead to another. Yeah. If it doesn't work. Yeah. Amazing. Thank yeah. you, man. Yeah. Um, okay. So I said that. Did y'all hear me on the radio say that black people are cursed? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See? That's a. And, Ermin, you disagree with me that black people are cursed, right? And, and, yes. And why do you disagree? 
Because, uh, I mean, you're not God. You don't know if they're cursed. Ooh. Only God would know that. <laughs> so I would have to be God to know if someone is cursed or not? Yeah, because he's the only one that would put the curse on them. Unless he revealed it to you specifically that. You say God is the only one that would put the curse on them? Right. And But God doesn't put curses on you. Well, okay. Uh-huh. Good point. Okay. Would I have to be God to know that? Yeah, who, who put the curse on them, then? So what? Who put the curse on them? Their dad is Satan. I don't think Satan can put curses on people. Why not? I think people can believe lies as Satan tells them, but I don't think he has the power to put a curse on anybody. Why, not? Why do you don't think that? I just don't believe that. Why? I just don't. You, do you, well, why do you think they come from God then? Uh, that's a good point. I'm, uh, I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong about that. You're right about that. So you God don't think Satan is doing it, but you think God is doing it. I don't know who. I don't what believe I don't, that. Well, let me just say this. <laughs> I don't want to get on a, slippery, on a slippery slope. I don't believe they're cursed. I do believe they've been brainwashed. I believe that the majority of them are evil and do, you know, they're doing a lot of wrong things. But I don't believe that as a whole, you can just say a whole race well, is cursed. Well, I said not all, not all, not all, but most. No, you didn't say. You said black people. But I, I say black people right now, but I always say not okay, all. Okay, well, not if you all. make yeah, if you make that exception, then well, I just one or two that's not curse. Yeah, if you if you add that if you add that exception, I could go with that. I'm sorry. I said if you add that exception, then yeah, I, I would tend to agree that most are. I don't know if they're cursed, but I would say most are evil. Mostly what are evil? So if you're evil, that's not being cursed. I don't know. No, I don't necessarily. I don't know. That's a good, I haven't thought about it like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. So now that you think about it, if you're evil, are you blessed or are you cursed? If you're evil, you're cursed. Oh, so, but, and you say most of them are evil? I say that, yeah. But where I disagree with you when you say is black people are cursed, I don't think you could say, make it seem like a whole race is cursed, and it's like you open it up to, it's like you can do anything. If somebody's cursed. You know, it's like giving people license to do whatever they want to that person. Kind of like in the old biblical times. Of, well, Satan gave them license to do it. Yeah. And the white people backing off and letting them do it. Yeah, I just I don't agree with that language. Uh, oh. Yeah, that's good. You don't like that language. Uh, is there a nicer way to say it? I'm not trying to say it. I'm not trying to say, say it nicer. I just don't agree with the word curse. I wouldn't say any race in general is cursed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who else agree with that? Oh, okay. You agree with Hermes? Yeah, I agree with him. I don't believe in curses just in general. You don't believe in curses? Yeah, I don't believe in curses. You don't, so you don't believe it exists? I don't believe it exists at all. Oh, okay. Yeah. Amazing. So you disagree too in the back here, the young lady right here? Yeah. I disagree with you or I disagree with you. Yeah. Um, I think that people can be cursed, like in the Bible, like Adam and Eve were cursed, you know, but I think that that was like the root of that was like their ego, you know, like Eve wanting to be like God and stuff yeah. like that. So I think that we can be cursed if we listen to our ego. I don't know, like if more like if different races are prone to it. I don't know. I haven't like experienced that personally. Have you but ever I heard of black people? <laughs> 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 
and the reason I'm making the point because I want I want blacks to wake up. It's really time to wake up. It's time to stop it. It really is. Somebody got to say it so that maybe one or two would think about it and wake them up. But we got to tell the truth so that hopefully they'll wake up. It shouldn't be that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. So you say you agree with me? I mean it. I agree with you, Jesse. Oh, you said that. You're talking to me or? Uh, did you say you agree with Hermes or me? Me? Uh-huh. I agree with Hermes. That black people are, are not cursed. Well, it's not that I agree or not. I'm just, now I need to know what what does curse mean? What is curse? Oh. And then the other question is, what if you're mixed? <laughs> if you're mixed, if you're mixed with black and white, you're a cursed coward. You know, the white part is a coward. And the black part is cursed. Um, okay. Yes, sir. All the way from Detroit. And he black. Yeah, I'm black for sure. Um, so do you agree with me or Hermes? I think it's a deep question. It's nuanced because it comes it comes with identity. And I think a lot of the what we call black people are don't have an identity because we don't know our history. So we're disconnected. And so we're more prone <clears throat> as a culture, to being misled by lies and deceit. And if you're misled by lies and deceit for generation after generation, that's technically a generational curse, in my opinion. Yeah. And so that's why you, you hear a lot of black people say, I'm stopping the generational curses. I'm going to not have kids out of wedlock. I'm going to do things in order. So when you operate outside of order, you're operating outside into a curse, in my opinion. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's really simple. Yeah. It's really nuanced. But a lot of black people just don't have a... We don't have a culture, and we don't have identity, and we don't know our history. And we don't know your history, you're misled very easily. And you start to make decisions based off of the media, emotions, envy. You become prone to Marxism, communism, right? Yeah. Things that bring, bring other people down. So that's just my opinion. Okay. Thank you, man. And the other black guy from Detroit. Uh, he mixed. You mixed? Yeah. Oh, Lord. Uh, so, what do you mix with? Uh, black and white. Oh. <laughs> so, are you like a cursed coward? I guess so. Right. <laughs> do you agree or agree that black people, not all, not all, not all, but most, are cursed? I wouldn't say curse. I would say not having the father figure is like a big part of it. Um, so like they they um, they look up to basketball players, rappers, people in the media instead of like having a strong father yeah. to look up to. I think that's the bigger problem. Right. But I don't think they're cursed. Just, what does it mean to be cursed? I don't know. Oh. So have you ever thought about that? No. Uh, because I don't hear that word a lot. I think people just forgot it, forgot that word. Um, right here. You had your hand? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, so do you believe they are cursed? Yes, most definitely. Not all, not all, but most, 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 most. Um, a yeah, white man is in yeah, no, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, and to be and to so be cursed. Is looking out here yeah. at you to make no, sure. No, I know, I know. I'm gonna get some words after this, probably. I know. He said, "I'll meet you outside." No, yes. yes, but that that's a good question. What is to be cursed? And I believe to be cursed is to be easily brainwashed by Satan, to be easily be taken over by Satan by words, by you know taking like all in like you would say all in your blackness, all in the blackness. People people don't even understand like that you know the black community the black community is easily brainwashed and that means to be cursed they are easily taken over by satan they go once and doesn't matter what side of the spectrum you're on once you use that you know you get oh i'm black boom automatically they are they are cursed they are using their skin color as some kind of weapon it doesn't matter what spectrum you're on right. and it's just yeah. okay thank you i got i know on. i know i know i'm not trying to go off but um, yes right here in the back and then mary and then i Nick is coming up. um, Yes, sir. I'm Asian. I used to feel bad for y'all because of the curse thing. No, no, no. But just this week with the stop Asian hate thing, like they're trying to suck us into this game. Yeah. And man, it is is a cancer. It is. It's amazing. I... um, Someone sent me a, a report, I guess yesterday, uh, in, out of Milwaukee. These four big old black guys with masks on went into this Asian beauty shop or something. And they were yelling at this Asian man that you don't talk to black women like that. You, you cursed at a black woman. Something happened, right? And the, Asian, the little Asian guy was so scared. He was trying to run out the back door. I guess he couldn't get out. And then all the people around in the in the shop were afraid, and they were just looking at him. And then these guys, these black guys, started chanting "Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter," and it scared the Asians to death. But when they showed it on TV, they don't. They won't say it's the black people that's doing it. They'll say it's white supremacy. And I'm like, I'm looking at a black person though. <laughs> And, I mean, there was another fight on a train where some black guy beat uh, Asian up until he fell out, passed out. No big deal. And there was a black guy that had been accused of uh, running into two officers and killing one in Washington, D.C., there at the Capitol, around that area. Did y'all hear about that? And they would not say it was a black person. So I knew it was black. Even on MSNBC, they said, I think it was MSNBC, one of the networks said it was a white guy. And then they had to, I don't know if they went back and retracted that lie, but it was a black guy that did it. And this is why we got to get the Christians involved. We got to be saying something. We got to be doing something. There has to be the truth exposing the lie. Otherwise, there's no end to what they're going to do. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And so if you have this anger and stuff like that, you need to get over this anger so you don't have to buy a rock and hide behind it. You need to, today is, as you were saying, is it an amazing day? Is it a day that, did Christ rise or what? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) (laughs) And Christ gave his life so that we could be of love, right? And we could live and have a life. He never meant for us to hide. 
Christ never hid from anything. He didn't run from a situation. And he's our brothers. We've been born again. And like the big brother, we shouldn't be running. If somebody don't like you for it, fine. Wish them well. But we should not be on the run. It's crazy. We should not be losing our freedom of speech. And come on up, Nick. And, and the right to bear arms. And what's Alice? What's Levi? Daddy? What's your first name? Nate, do you disagree about the blacks being cursed? Ooh. But I was, I was just talking to a black Israelite, actually, the other day at the beach, and he told me that this is the evidence that the blacks really are God's chosen people because if you read Deuteronomy, the curses under the law, he says that they've left, you know, they've left their, the way, and so now they're being cursed. So that's evidence that they are the real Jews and not the gentleman over there. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. So you know the passage is actually... I know, me too. Oh, okay. No, I didn't know that. Do you want me to finish the whole passage? Yeah. Okay. Uh, speaking of Deuteronomy, so you say, yes, you believe the blacks are cursed? Well, I just think any separation from God is cursed. If you're separated from God, you're living under a curse. It's, it's one or the other, right? So they yeah. have to be because... I so see. how about the blacks? It's hard to say. I'm not quite as brave as him. Those boys are from Detroit, so... <laughs> the big boy over there. <laughs> So yes, you're I to do say, believe. I do believe. They that, can't see your face, so they yeah. wouldn't know. Right. <laughs> and I'm two percent Nigerian, so oh. <laughs> I can say it about my own people. They are cursed. The blacks are. You'll be fine then. <laughs> <laughs> so Mary, what do you say? Right here. I say yes. Blacks are definitely cursed. Uh huh. <laughs> the woman is smarter than the man. And why do you say yes? Because they 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 don't have a what is it? They don't have a a belief. They don't have a, a true thing that they do. For instance, now before they were knocking out white people, so then they heard oh. Something about Asians, so they started on that. It's like they well, they've just, been beating up the Asians for a yeah, long time. For a long time, this but this is not but new. Now it's just not starting to come out. Yeah, but it's just that the 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 vicissitudes, like they, somebody can tell them one thing, and, and then all blacks get involved in that one thing, and it's just it's just that they don't have what is it? They don't have a. They don't have God, because if they had God, they would know the right way to go and do the right things. But every little wind that pushes, they go with that wind, yeah. and it's not and it's not uplifting them. It's downgrading the the killing the children, the this the that, and they want to blame everyone except themselves. Yeah, amazing. Last word, Frankie, go ahead. I saw your hand, right? Okay. Um, are you saying I, that they are cursed? I believe, I believe they are. And why? Um, just looking back in the Bible, God cursed Cain to, uh, and then. Was Cain black? Yes. Cain uh, he, was black? <laughs> he was was he that you. kind of black or my kind of black? He was this kind of black. White oh, kind that of black. kind of black. That makes sense. So, yeah, good hair. So in the in the Bible, it talks uh, God curses, uh, curses curses man, 
curses woman. You know, uh, you'll sweat. Man has to work. Uh, when God put well, Adam and Eve out, black people don't work. Oh, <laughs> he also uh, he he also this is the real deal. <laughs> and so God, because they don't work. Yeah, I think that's a big one right there, not working, because man is made to work. He's made to, to go through his struggles. But, right. yeah, um, I believe, I believe uh, there are a lot of curses. Even, the, you know, the, the monarchy in, in England, you know, the, the king and queens, you could see it in their generations. Every generation they've had uh, children so are they split black? off. There's something. There's the something. king and queen are black? Um, they're white. Oh, they're white. Well, we talk about black people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> take the mic. No plan. Um, so, speaking of Deuteronomy, that's what we're about to read. And Hermes, pay attention, and you're going to see for yourself. And and you write in that it's just anyone who's turned away from the father's curse. That's what someone has said that. That's for sure. But they got it bad. They like turned away away from the father. And another side of the curse in the black community is that they are pump, you know, pushing women like they are men. The men are standing up and putting the woman out in, in front of them. And so that's the order of things, right? So they're so cursed, they don't even realize that they are putting the women before them. They're queens, though. They call them queens. And, <laughs> yeah. But... You're, you're not supposed to let the queen rule you. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so I want to read the curses first because there are a whole lot of them. And uh, so Nick got to read. You want me to hold this for you? Or you? Oh, okay. Everybody know Nick, right? What's the up? anchor baby. That's me. The producer of the Jesse Peterson show. I am an anchor baby. Hey, crazy. <laughs> so this is a... Deuteronomy chapter 28, the passage is titled Curses, and it starts at chapter, uh, verse 15. And it reads, But if you do not obey the voice of Yahweh your God, and do not keep and observe all his commandments and laws which I am laying down for you today, then all these curses will befall and overtake you. You will be accursed in the town and accursed in the countryside, accursed your basket and your kneading trough, accursed the offspring of your body, the yield of your soil, the young of your cattle, and the increase of your flock. You will be accursed in coming home and accursed in going out. Yahweh will send a curse on you, a spell, an imprecation on all your labors until you have been destroyed and quickly, quickly perish because of your perverse behavior and having deserted me. Yahweh will fasten the plague on you until it has exterminated you from the country which you are about to enter and make your own. Yahweh will strike you down with consumption, fever, inflammation, burning fever, drought, wind blast, mildew, and these will pursue you to your ruin. The heavens above you will be brass, the earth beneath you iron. Your country's rain, Yahweh will turn into dust and sand. It will fall on you from heavens until you perish. Yahweh will have you defeated by your enemies. You will advance on them from one direction and flee from them in seven and you will be a terrifying object lesson to all the kingdoms of the world. Your, your carcass will be carrion for all wild birds and all wild animals, with no one to scare them away. Yahweh will strike you down with Egyptian ulcers, 
with swellings in the groin, with scurvy and the itch, for which you will find no cure. Yahweh will strike you down with the madness and blindness, distraction of mind, until you grope your way at noon like a blind man groping in the dark, and your steps will lead you nowhere. You will never be anything but exploited and plundered, with no one to save you. Get engaged to a woman, another man will have her. Build a house, and you will not live in it. Plant a vineyard, and you will not gather its first fruits. Your ox will be slaughtered before your eyes, and you will eat none of it. Your donkey will be carried off in front of you and not be returned to you. Your sheep will be given to your enemies, and no one will come to your help. Your sons and daughters will be handed over to another people, and every day you will wear your eyes out watching for them while your hands are powerless. A nation hitherto unknown to you will eat the yield of your soil and of all your hard work. You will never be anything but exploited and crushed. You will be driven mad by the sights you will see. Yahweh will strike you down with foul ulcers on knee and leg, for which you will find no cure, from the sole of your foot to the top of your head. Yahweh will send away both you and the king, whom you have appointed to rule you to a nation unknown either to you or to your ancestors. And there, will, and there you will serve other gods made of wood and stone. And you will be the astonishment, the byword, the laughingstock of all the peoples where Yahweh is taking you. You will cast seed in plenty on the fields, but harvest little, since the locusts will devour it. You will plant until your vineyards, but not drink the wine or gather the grapes, since the grub will eat them up. You will grow olive trees throughout your territory, but not anoint yourself with the oil, since your olive trees will be cut down. You will father sons and daughters, but they will not belong to you since they will go into captivity. All your trees and the whole yield of your soil will be the prey of insects. The foreigners living with you will rise higher and higher at your expense while you yourself sink lower and lower. You will be subject to them, not they to you. They will be the ones at the head and you the one at the tail. All these curses will befall you, pursue you, and overtake you until you have been destroyed. For not having obeyed the voice of Yahweh your God, by keeping his commandments and laws which he has laid down for you. I rest my case. All that stuff is happening to black people right now. All of it. Any type of uh, disease that come out. They said black people, they got it the worst. We got to go help the blacks with it. Uh, the needy people, the blacks. They need more programs, they need more leaders, they need more this and they need more that. The kids are out of control. They're cursed, generation after generation after generation. Um, the illegal aliens are coming in and overtaking them. And now they're not as needed. The blacks are not as needed. I mean, if you really, really pay attention, you will see that they are cursed from generation to generation to generation. And we need to say it so that maybe somebody hear and think about it. You know, maybe one person hear it. All right, that is so true. I, because people don't pay attention to what's happening. They're not really looking closely at what's happening. And it's bad. They have leaders that tell them anything, and they believe it. They just believe it. It doesn't have to be true. It just needs to be said. They are cursed, generation after generation, and they are being destroyed. They are destroying themselves. And you're right, anyone can be cursed that's turned away from the Father, but this is a whole culture that is cursed from generation to generation. And it wasn't like that when I was growing up. 
under the Jim Crow and all that, they had family and they believed in God. They treated all people the way they would like to be treated. It didn't matter about the color, or male or female. All that is gone now. It's not uncommon to see black people in fights and, and all kinds of stuff. The kids have, I mean, they be hoochie mama dancing, they all have naked, all in front of the TV, everywhere. <laughs> they have no shame. That's cursed. Most black are cursed. Only one or two are not. Well, I don't know about Ermin now. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, blessed. So anybody disagree with me on that? What do you think now, Ermin? Okay. It's, it's worse than, it's, and it's getting worse. Black people can literally attack other, other people on camera. The police could be hanging out. And they don't go to jail. No big deal. And if they do go to jail, they let them out without bail. And they go right out and do the same thing over again. I'm not making this up. It sounds funny when I say it, I guess. But, oh, and the world is so sensitive. They're so, you can't say anything now. I was telling my barber about uh, Samuel, right? The Mexican cowboy boy. And, and uh, I went to the barber shop yesterday and I drove a different car. He's like, where's your car? I said, uh, it's being uh, cleaned, washed, and waxed by the uh, Sammy and the Mexican car wash boy. He's like, oh, don't say that. <laughs> I'm like, and he was like real serious. He wouldn't laugh. And this guy's a talkative, laughing, funny kind of person, right? He, I'm like, why? That's the name of his business. His business is called Samuel Mexican car wash boy. He's like, oh, man, that sounds so racist. <laughs> I said, but he said it. And I, so I said, let's just break it down. Uh, his name is Samuel. <laughs> he is Mexican. And he owned a car business. A car cleaning deal. That's Samuel in a Mexican car wash boy. <laughs> and then he said, I said, you want me to uh, have him call you to clean your car? He's like, oh, man. He's like, yeah, you can tell it, but I'm not going to call him a Mexican car wash boy. <laughs> he was taking it so seriously. And I'm like, that Samuel gave himself that name. You know what I mean? It, the, everybody's so soft and sensitive. The man can't even call himself the Mexican car wife boy. And he's a Mexican. Isn't that amazing? You can't even say it now. It hurts to say it. That's crazy. That's insane. And Sammy is a Mexican. Look, doesn't he look like a Mexican? <laughs> no, I think he's Latinx. Uh-uh, no. He's Mexican. <laughs> yes, Hermes. Uh, just for the record, I am very blessed. God look, God's looking out for me. What? So, you say you didn't know. I'm blessed. Thank you. He might be what? Right. So I'm just letting you know I'm blessed. I'm not cursed. Oh, good. All right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've read Why that before. Why are you laughing so hard at this too? I've read that before. <laughs> and it's definitely, a par- it's definitely powerful in the scriptures. But, you know, I think it probably does apply to this generation of blacks. 
Well, I disagree you with you. Do you think is, it probably does, or it does, or it doesn't? I think, yeah, it does. It agrees with this generation. Is it hard to say it? No, I just don't agree with you when you say blacks are cursed. Like, from the beginning of time, they're, you know, I, I don't agree with that. But what if do you, you mean see, from the beginning of time? I mean, you're just making a blanket statement saying blacks are cursed. What do you mean by from the beginning of time? Now? I mean, when you say blacks are cursed, it's like a encompassing statement with no nuance or no explanation. I don't agree with that. What's a nuance? But you know, you know what that means. What do, I, <laughs> I mean, you have to, without you no context. What does nuance mean? Like no distinction. Joel, what does nuance mean? It's a okay. Let me let me just say this. It's a broad generalization. Let me ask Levi's mother. What does nuance mean? So, so where you get that word from? And you go be blessed. It's a generalization. <laughs> huh? Stages. Oh. Oh, well, uh, let me, just, let me make my point because you're trying to you're Chris trying, to, mean you're trying to drown out my uh, common sense and truth. So no. <laughs> <laughs> you try to use all these words that has no meaning. So I I agree with you if you said like this generation of blacks are cursed, right? I would agree with that, or they're just they're evil. You know, I don't I don't even have a problem with the word curse, but but it's not just this young generation. It's a generation before them and before them. I don't and agree with that because you even you said yourself that. Previous generations were doing well. They had it going on. They had businesses. The families were intact. That's not that long ago. We're talking about 50, 60 years ago. No, so, 71 years ago. Well, uh, but, you know, uh, when, I, when I heard you read those, the curses, to me, uh, I see that playing out in individual people's life. It could be anybody, any race. Well, we said that, that whomever turned away from the father right. curse, right? Yeah. But in the black culture, they're all cursed. I don't agree with that. So not all, not all, but most. And then you got, even if you go around the world, there's millions of people. You can go to India, other countries, where there are millions of people that are suffering also. So I mean, you just, just can't say a whole race is cursed. I just we don't just agree with that. We mainly talk about America. Yeah, but I do. Blacks are cursed in America. This generation. And in Europe. Anywhere white folks are, the blacks are cursed. That doesn't make any sense. It, it, it makes sense. Look what do the white, white folks have to do? I mean, you say anywhere the, where the white folks are, what does that mean? Because white people make them look bad, and they don't want the whites to make them, so they're dumbing the whites down. Well, and so they won't look bad. And that's part of the curse? Yeah, they're hurting the white people. Okay. All right. Well, I would say, yeah, this generation of blacks, that's, that's the only distinction I would make. Anybody disagree with that? I know it's a tough subject to talk about, I guess, but we got to talk about it. We got to love one another enough to tell the truth about it. And, and we can't make anyone accept it. It's up to you to accept it or not. But this is America. We are a Judeo-Christian nation. Somebody got to stand up. If Christ was here, he would not be sitting around not telling the truth. And he wouldn't care if you didn't like him or not. Yes, ma'am. I just want to say that I do agree with that. My family, actually, we've discussed this growing up, how blacks um, might be cursed as well. That might be. So it's all like, in the cur- Everything in this so book is happening in the black community. So it's right? coming from, like, a Mexican family, right? Yeah. Um, so we were told not to even 
marry or date black people. So you know? No, senor, don't marry. Don't marry the blackies. No. Yes, sir. Don't bring no black babies up in here. So. No, senor, no. So speaking on that subject, my, my whole family's mixed. Like, all my cousins are black. So, um, so like my cousins. So on on the subject of, of curse, like my cousins, my female cousins, they didn't, their daddies running around, obviously, and uh, they would teach. My cousins are pimps in Sacramento, but they were taught yep. by their mothers to to be to that. Be a but pimp. they still running the streets and being the hustlers and all that. But they were taught that by their mothers, and then they still talk crap about the white man, like everything's. The white man's fault. It's yeah. still like that, you know. You have to be cursed to it's think crazy. that. And yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And I see the little, you know, my second, third, whatever cousins they are, you know, at five, six years old, they're being, they're speaking like that already, you know, and it, it's something else. And then I was in a relationship with a black woman from, what, 2012 to 2016, <laughs> 17, and so they're like their stepmother. And, uh, she's but like, even in, in those she's situations. She's their stepmother? Huh? You said she liked their stepmother. But well, we weren't we weren't married. It was it, it was a I was living in uh, Fallen State. Like oh, I see. So okay, we we split up because of everything well, you said came I'm true. I'm sorry, with, I had to go through that, buddy. With that, you know, everything you. I was talked surprised about you even liked your true. daddy after that. <laughs> <laughs> but in that situation, we never. I never had problems with white people being with her. It was always I was attacked by. But we don't call it racism. It was just like people there were jerk off, whatever. But I'd be attacked by for being with a black woman, by a black man or whatever. And even members of her family would be like, "He ain't welcome. He ain't come to my house." You know. Yeah. But not, so, but yeah. why is the white man always got to be called the? Ra- I, I never seen it be from the other way. Because they're cursed. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? So, you are. Did she beat you up? She used to beat you up. No, she, she was a good woman. So. Did it he, just didn't work because, like you said, with she used to uh, beat him up. Uh huh. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Like yeah. She no, used to it's beat like him you up. say with uh, oh, with the children babe. don't the chi- it's Oh, it was more from the sorry, children that, that caused, uh, you know, yeah. and learning from you, it was just, it didn't work. Because right. It, it was the wrong thing to do. You're anyway. supposed to be with the person that you, uh, or else yeah. be alone. Yes, with your children. Mm-hmm. Right on. It doesn't work out. Um, y'all got to start saying this so that somebody hear it and they'll change. And we don't say it. Like, it's not enough to sit around in church, these big, huge churches Amen and singing and praising the Lord and not being out there telling the truth. That I, I believe for a long time when I moved to California that I thought white people were racist because I listened to Jesse Jackson and all those guys and there was no one saying, no, that's not true. People were acting as though it was true. So I believed it because I only heard one side of the story. And then when I woke up, I realized I had been lied to. And so I started speaking up. We've been lied to. We've been lied to. So we got to have the truth out there. Otherwise, there's no way to wake up. They got to hear the truth. And if they get mad, forgive them. But at least love them enough to tell the truth. Because the whole country is being affected by it. These black guys, uh, how can you go on a train and beat up an innocent Asian 
to the point that he blacks out and you just steal his stuff and walk away. No nothing. And everybody afraid to do anything about it. Everybody has cameras, right? They're like uh, uh, videotaping it. But no one helped the guy. Not one person. There were men and women on the train. How do you walk into a beauty shop and curse out someone and, and start shouting? You know you curse when you got to say, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, and you're a male. Men that have nobody saying Black Lives Matter. But they're cursing, they don't know. Someone got to say it. Most people didn't know they had to overcome mama until they heard me say, you got to overcome your mother. Your mother is no angel. And they're like, wow, that's true. But up until that, it was all about the man being bad, and the woman looked like an angel. And so she was out there destroying because they thought the man was the problem. It's the mother that's the problem. And the man are weak and allowed to happen. And so now people are looking at this and like, wow, I do hate my mother. And they're going and dealing with her, and they're overcoming it. They're born of the flesh, now they're being born of the spirit because they're overcoming it. They're going to deal with it. But nobody never said it. No one in the family said, you know, you need to overcome your mama. And, but they said, oh, you just like your mother. And the man was like, oh, thank you. Like that was a compliment. <laughs> you know? So we got to say it. We got to say it. And if they don't like you, fine. I'd rather love them and tell the truth than and be by myself. Because Christ came so that we could be free. He didn't come so we could be in bondage. He came so we could be free. And anyone who believes in God is a free person. You're not a slave. You're free. So we got to say it. Really. If you love them. There is no way you can love God and not say it. This is wrong. You're hating. I'm not giving in to you like that. Because you're just walking dead if you don't say it. Your eyes are open, but your spirit is dead because you're a coward. Come on, Joel. Um, I saw his hand first and then there. Huh? Oh, okay. Then we'll come to you. Did I see your hand? No, okay. So if the black people are cursed, how can the angels become from Africa? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> uh, because but, they have destroyed Africa. <laughs> and they hear about America, and the same thing happens in terms of wicked angels over here. So what advice would you, what would you tell black people? You said they're cursed. How do they get over the curse? They got to forgive. They got to start from the beginning. Forgive their parents for failing them. Forgive mama for turning you away from your father's. Forgive your fathers, and things will start to change. You will wake up, and you'll see. Children of God do not blame. That's a curse there to be blaming somebody else. And they blame it to the point that they literally believe that white people are superior to them. And they're thinking that that's what white people think. But white people are not thinking that. Superior people don't run and hide. You know what I mean? White people are running. If they're superior, we should be seeing superior coming all over the place. But white people are hiding instead of standing up. So you got to tell them how to overcome it so they'll know. Okay, so Joel is going to read the blessings. So, and I, Last one. Oh, Sammy, you had a question, right? Uh, you, that was a quick uh, oh, okay. little comment. 
Yeah, a little comment. Like, yeah, just a little comment, you know. Um, so I was reflecting a little bit, and I was listening to to some of your old churches, or like t- eleven years ago. Yeah. And by the way, I recommend everybody go check them out because you can have church on a Monday if you want to. Listening to that. That's right. Um. Obviously, the the message is the same, which is amazing, you know. Um. So it's applicable to today. But one thing I noticed is a lot of the the people that were in the church, and I, I couldn't see the people, but they sounded older, like an older generation. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. Um. So one they thing. They were I, older. What was it? They were older. Yeah. They all dead now. They did. <laughs> nah, that's not old. I don't. Um. And looking at Bond today, uh, I love that it's a lot of younger people. Um, and I don't think that's for a random reason. That's I right. think that's for yeah. a reason, you know, like. Without a doubt. Yeah, so it's, it's beautiful that a lot of young people are starting to wake up because we got to, well, the way I see it, we got to play the long game. We can't go out and, like, fight today. We got to think about. 10, 20, 100 years from now. Yep. And a way to do that is to be right, do right, uh, do things in the right way, have families, teach those children in the, in the children in the right way. So then their generation will... We start a new generation, generation after generation. Yeah, and then there'll be the light to... Uh, Can you to see work. Samuel with like 10 little Mexicans Oh, it'll around. be like... I'm going to have like 50, 50 little Samuels. <laughs> I'm going to put them all to work when they're one year old. <laughs> But you're absolutely right, man. But yep. most of all, you got to have love. God is love. If you don't have love, you're not going to have the power to do this because evil is not friendly. It's not friendly at all. But with the power of love, which is of God working through you, you will have no fear. And it wouldn't be about color or, or, or male or female. You would just tell the truth out of love. And if they don't like it, you wish them well and go your way. But you got to tell the truth. What's the purpose of knowing God if you're not going to help with it? What's the purpose of having the light if you're going to hide the light? It, you got to have love. Love is the power of God working through you. You're absolutely right, man. And you're right. Younger generations are starting to wake up. So many atheists are waking up, young atheist people absolutely waking up. I'm glad you guys are doing what you're doing. We need that. Really do. Uh, so some of you know that Joel's last day was Friday, right? Did y'all hear about that? His last name was Friday. That too. <laughs> but his last day for the Jesse Lee Peterson show was this past Friday. He he has his own company, the the gifted of dance dot com. I used to call it Godly Dance and this and all that, right? Dance with Jesus. And so he 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 got to put his attention on that now because it started to grow and stuff. So, and and that's what happened when you start your own business. You be grateful. You have a good attitude, and he has an amazing attitude. And uh, I was surprised when I hired him. He doesn't miss work. He hasn't been calling in sick. He hasn't been talking about oh my leg hurt. <laughs> Can I sit down? So thirty percent is not cursed. Uh-uh. That's right. And and so the good attitude is paying off for him. So now as Samuel did, Samuel had a day job when he started his business. He got busy. He had, he had to leave that. When I had the janitorial service, same thing happened. If you have a good attitude, 
You give the best service. You have an appreciation for all things, the ups and the downs. You can't go wrong in life. God will guide you. So Joel, as um, Friday, is uh, focusing on his thing now. So y'all wish him well. And uh, he'll still be coming around sometime doing a little rap stuff. And, <laughs> and a little rap music. And, uh, <laughs> and you, so you're going to be seeing him, but he won't be daily anymore. All right, so wish him well. Um, and uh, Daniel may take his place as expert. Right, Daniel? You guys offer me the job. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> are you legal or illegal? Legal, legal, I'm legal. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so Joel going to read real fast because of time, the blessing. So you heard the curses, right? So uh, I let Joel read the blessings because the blessings are shorter than the curses. And we hope that we can understand at least three other words. No plan. <laughs> so, from here to there, don't fall asleep. I'm gonna watch and see who falls asleep. <laughs> uh, the blessings, uh, uh, Deuteronomy 28, and uh, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, 28. But if you faithfully obey the voice of Yahweh your God by keeping and observing all his commandments, which I am laying down for you today, Yahweh your God will raise you higher than everybody, every other nation in the world, and all these blessings will befall and overtake you. For having obeyed the voice of Yahweh your God. It's you kind of small. Your mic, you? No, I got, I got you can't see? <laughs> I'm going blind. No, I got it, I got it. You going blind? No, I can see. I wouldn't name it and claim it if I was you. <laughs> you will be blessed in the town and blessed in the countryside. Bless the offspring of your body, the yield of your soil, the yield of your livestock, the young of your cattle, and the increase of your flock. Bless your basket and your kneading trough. You will be blessed in the coming home and blessed in going out. The enemies will attack you. Yahweh will defeat you before your eyes. They will advance on you from one direction and flee from you. In seven, Yahweh will command blessedness to be with you on your barns and all your undertakings, and he will bless you in the country given you by Yahweh your God. From you, Yahweh will make a people consecrated to himself, and he has sworn to you if you keep the commandments of Yahweh and follow his ways. The peoples of the world, seeing that you bear Yahweh's name, will all be afraid of you. Yahweh will make you abound in possessions, in the offsprings of your body, in yield, in your cattle, in the yield of your soil, in the country which he sworn to your ancestors that he would, be, that he would give you. For you, Yahweh, will open his treasures of rain, the heavens, to give you your country its rain at the right time, and to bless all your labors. You will make many nations your subject, yet you will be subject to none. Yahweh will put you at your head. Yahweh will put you at the head and not at the tail. You will always be on the top and never underneath. If you listen to the commandments of Yahweh your God, which I lay down for you today, and then keep and put them into practice. Do not deviate to the right or to the left from any of the words which I am laying down for you today by following other gods and serving them. 
Isn't that amazing? The bless- and I'm telling you, once you are truly born again of God, by returning to the Father, forgiving the mother, come back. Where you going, Yahweh? <laughs> and uh, uh, forgive your mothers, return to your fathers, and operate from love. It just, it's a simple life, too. It's so easy, it's so simple. He will take care of you. Everything you touch will turn to gold, meaning it'll turn out well. One thing will lead to another one. You can't have a plan. His plan for you will open up for you. But you got to have love. you got to come back to the Father. And he will bless you in ways that you can't even imagine. He will take care of you better than your parents could ever even imagine taking care of you. It doesn't look like it with the physical eyes, but ways will open up like, because he loves us. If he didn't love us, he wouldn't have sent his son to make this possible, right? So he loves us more than we could even realize. But you got to let the, the anger go. You must overcome the anger. Otherwise, you're going to suffer. You will be cursed. You must have love. And Christ came that we should love one another. God sent him so we could love. God is love. And in love, everything is there. All, everything that you can want is in the real love. So you will be blessed, all right? You don't have to be cursed. You can overcome the anger. God made it possible. And it's real easy. And it's nothing like you can imagine to live like a Christian. And it's an honor to be a Christian. It's nothing like you have learned. You cannot learn to be a Christian. You have to live it. Because if you learn it, you have an idea about Christianity. And you're going to be trying to make that work. And it's the wrong way. It's not right. It's not the way God planned it. But you got to return to love. And then you shall be blessed. All right? But right now, the blacks are cursed. And y'all don't have to be cursed. It's up to you. Really. And if you notice that God will let you just be cursed, he's letting the blacks just go nuts. Have you noticed that? Because God could just stop it if he wanted to. He, he could make them stop. But he's not going to go against what they want. They want Satan. And he's not going to make you love him. You got to want to love him. Otherwise, it wouldn't be love. So he can't stop it. He'll let you be a slut. We have any sluts here? <laughs> uh, he point toward his wife. What the? No. How about slut makers? I know we got a lot of slut makers. And you all proud, huh? He's like, I'm and he'll let you get into all kind of trouble being a slut maker or a slut. You have babies out of wedlock. You, you, your boyfriend or your girlfriend would cheat on you. You, you have to go to court and, and, and take all your money and you still lose your kids. He'll, let, he'll just let that happen. You could live on skid row. And he'll just drink his coffee. Wow, that dude's still on skid row. Look, Jesus. You're like, yeah, that. He'll let you suffer because he sent a way for you to overcome it. You don't have to suffer. It's up to you. You be hateful, make up your excuse for being angry, you're going to suffer. There is no peace in anger. But anyway, Joel, because of time, you want to say bye to the folks or anything? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's been awesome. The, su- the support has been awesome. Uh, thank you guys. Uh, I'm a, I mean, I'm still going to be around. I'm still going to yeah. be at church. It's just a radio show that's 
was my last day on Friday, but yeah, thank you. Are you going to perform for us? No. <laughs> Don't ask that. <laughs> I have any raps ready. Christina trying to bring a curse upon us. <laughs> Amazing. All right, so we wish you well, right? You still see him around, though. He'll be around. God be with you. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, any questions about the curses and blessings? Does it make sense? Yeah. It makes sense, huh? Yeah. Yes, sir. And then uh, I want you to answer the biblical. You asked about the biblical question, right? I want you to answer that. So, um, I guess this is kind of uh, bouncing off of what talking about earlier about you know, being Easter Sunday and all. And, um, yeah, Christ rose again. And one of the things I was thinking about was that thing that we kind of, I wouldn't say overlook, but tends not to be really discussed much, is that it says that Christ descended into hell for three days before rising. And thought about a lot what what that might mean. And, And it seems that, not so much here, but mentioning some of the other churches seems to be a lot of jealousy with among people that haven't really had that spiritual experience and it, it seems like it's very often the case that people have lived very difficult lives and gone through a lot of struggle find that and it I don't know this is just my interpretation but it, it's it seems like Walking through hell is a necessity to get to heaven, kind of thing. It's not though, because uh, it's just a, a lot of people have big egos, and it's harder for them to receive the truth. You can find God without having to suffer, but suffering is another way of finding it. Okay, you know, you cry sense. out to God through your suffering, but you don't have to suffer. Christ already suffered for us, right? So you don't have to. It's like what Samuel was saying earlier is that when he get married. He and his wife are going to be right and do right, so their kids won't have to go through that. And because the kids love the father, they're going to be all right. They'll naturally be fine. And they'll naturally return to God, and they'll even grow up with God, innocent, because they love the father. If you love your father on earth, you don't have to suffer. And even if you don't and you realize something is wrong, that you're wrong, something's wrong, and you start looking within, you'll see what it is and overcome. Just like that. But some people just have hard heads. They have big egos. That's why. All right? Thank you. Good, man. You have an amazing voice. We need to use you for some of our ads, commercials. How come you I'm speak so well? Um, a lot of, uh, <laughs> I've done sales uh, quite a bit. So uh, I guess that's. Uh, very nice, man. Um, Chris speaks well as well, my uh, uh, our, uh, social media guy. And Joel speaks well, but he just can't read well. And, uh, so when Joel reads the super chats today, it sounds so, it's fun, right? Because he can't read. <laughs> <laughs> and when Chris reads, because he can't read, it's boring. Is that you notice that? I like, this is no fun. <laughs> Hater. <laughs> And Chris is so into his whiteness, he's not going to change like James. 
Jane used to be white. Now you're all black. But Chris is holding on to his whiteness. So y'all have to get used to the super chat sound of born. Oh, let me see. Let's see here. <laughs> we have George from Super Chat. Thanks, George. <laughs> I'm like, this is no fun. I was hoping uh, Joel could turn Chris a little black before he left. But you holding on to your whiteness, huh? I tried to get him to become 40% white. See? So y'all might as well get used to it. The last thing, um, the biblical question what does Satan look like? I think if you've woken up and you have discernment, then it would look like the most ugly, vile thing you can imagine. But if you haven't woken up, um, it can be very, it can be very seducing and look good and beautiful. And like, I remember uh, the first video of you I ever watched was uh, you were at the slut walk. And you were walking up to random girls there, and you were just like, what made you want to be a slut? You're like, Does your mama know you're here? And you saw Satan? Well, it just, they got so angry because they thought they were yeah. doing the right thing going there. Yeah. Um, and the, I can't remember the name, Amber Rose, I think, is the name of the woman who puts that on? Yeah. And they thought that was like, that was Jesus to them. Like they, they thought everything she was doing was right. So it could really, is if you don't have a solid ground to stand on, it's going to look very tempting and very seducing. Like even uh, Fauci is like, people follow every word he says, even though he just, the, the doctor oh. guy, Fauci, uh, he literally just sense. sounds like he's just making stuff up as he goes along. Yeah. But people, they just see the white lab coat and they see the, the titles. Right. Oh, that's such a good point. Such a good point, man. I was watching Dr. Phil over the weekend, and he was dealing with these children. They were called children who were acting out, and so the mothers have called Dr. Phil's show to try to get help. And, and Dr. Phil had no idea what he was talking about, zero idea. And they had experts in the audience, men and women in the audience, who, and they had no idea. They couldn't even help the kids at all, and they all had degrees. I'm like, what the? They didn't deal with the mother issue at all. And you could see, sitting there, you could see that the kids looked like the mother and everything. They, their whole look was just like the mother, and the mother sitting there looking like the devil. And they never did say, well, you know what? This kid is just like you. You need to change. They tried to make it be the kid rather than the mother because the father was not around, right? The father was not there. And I'm like, people with experts, are, I mean, people with degrees are dumb. They, they have no idea. Everybody in this room is smarter than, who have degrees here? See that? Y'all wasting your money, right? You could have got free common sense and save that money and start a business. All right? But you're absolutely right. They have no idea. Isn't that mind-blowing? Yeah, it's like everything. We're putting all these systems growing up, you know, by our parents who, that's why yeah. forgiveness is important because they think they're doing right too. Yeah. And then we're just taught a bunch of garbage That's our right. whole life. And then, yeah, we just come out confused and, yeah, in a fallen state. It's a mess. This young lady right here, what does Satan look like? Right here. Yeah. yeah. He look like you, you say? No. Oh. 
I thought she said me. <laughs> I thought she said, I said, what does Satan look like? She's like, me? <laughs> what does Satan look like? Uh, I don't, I know how it feels, but I don't know how it looks. Oh, we don't want to know that part. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that to yourself. <laughs> Um, I guess it's just confusing, I guess. I I'm sorry? Know. It's confusing. I, I, I don't, like, there's no face for me to put physically. I just, I just, the way I think about it is it looks confusing and chaotic and, and nice. Sometimes. Okay. Most of the time it looks like nice. I all guess. right. This is an amazing question, all right? Yeah. The young man way there wanted to have the last word in the back. Right here. This, yeah. Uh -huh. He's dying to answer this. Dying, man. <laughs> um, well, this, is this your first time here? First time. Oh, it is? Yeah. Uh, how, what's your name? How did you hear about us? Uh, Layton is my name. And uh, I heard about you just YouTube. Right on. Yeah. And so what does Satan look like? Uh, I assume you don't mean physical appearance. Yeah, that's not what I think of, but... Um, I think he looks like just the flesh part of us, you know, like the the uh, um, getting all up in the feelings and emotions and engaging in things that feel good, you know. That are have you ever by. thought about this before? Wonder what does Satan what look he looks like? like? No, yeah, maybe just you know, I can recognize his influence in my life in the past, and I can pinpoint and say, yeah, that's what he looks like, you know. Oh, okay. Just uh, the uh, the temptations, you know, the really, really just the feelings thing, man. I mean, any time that I've been driven by emotions or feelings, yeah, that's that's Satan right there. Are you overcoming that now? Oh yeah. Okay, and, and how? By well, honestly, it just came from forgiving my mom. Yeah. You know, going to her just kind of released me, man. It's like it freed me from everything. It's happened Absolutely. like a couple of years ago, but since then it's like been really easy and peaceful and yeah. Amazing. Um, if you want to know what Satan looked like, talk to an angry person. Anyone who has anger has the image of Satan in them. And at some point it will come out. They try to be sneaky, they're mean, they're overreact, they're emotional, they're they have doubt. They they don't want to hear Samuel Mexican cowboy boy. Even that offends Satan. If you want to know what Satan looked like, look at an angry person. Even yourself, if you have anger, you can see Satan in you. You look like Satan. That's what he looked like. And he is a spirit, and so that spirit lives in other in people, and you can see it in them. Isn't that amazing? So that's what Satan looked like. My Lord. Short last word. You had your hand, right? Okay, real fast. I got it in it. That's what he looked like. Anyone who has anger, Satan is your daddy and you can't hide. It's going to come out at some point. Yes. Um, this is like a really quick question. Um, what do you think about the subconscious mind? Like people talking about the subconscious mind and um, supposedly like acting up or the ways you act or the way you move in life is because 
you have something in your subconscious, like an, like an idea in your subconscious mind that is making you act a certain way. I know that Satan uh, lives in you, and he causes you to see things that are not there, believe things that are not true, and, you, and it causes you to overreact. I don't know about all the subconscious stuff. I do know that he, messes, he lives through your imagination. He makes you overreact. Um, because I know there's like psychologists that nowadays uh, get your money back. <laughs> yeah, really. No, no, no. I'm saying it's not, it's more like a practice. I wouldn't go down that road. Just overcome the anger you can see. Yeah. It's a spirit. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't go down that road. What? The? But anyway, here's my. This is Easter, right? As the young man was saying, Christ, Christ, being a Christian is easy. It's easy on one hand and tough on another one, but God is with you, it'll be fine. It's easy in that all you have to do is watch, stay in the present. Overcome the anger and live in the present where God is. He's not in the past. He's not in the future. He's right here right now. And if you practice living in the present, then he will cause everything to happen. He will cause you to overcome. He will allow you to cause you to see. He will cause you to grow. He would take care of you. He would bless you, right? Uh, so, and Christianity is an honor to be. Once you are born again, you're going to see what I mean. You're going to know that it's a blessing to be a son or a daughter of God. It really is. Because you're going to see how much he loves you. And it's nothing that you can't read a Bible and think, oh, that's what Christianity is. It's not that. But what the Bible does leads you back to it so you can live it. You have to truly live it. And you can't have an idea of what that is. No idea. You just have to live it in the present. All right? You'll live it. And it'll be amazing. It's nothing like what you think that it is. So let go of all your ideas about what you think it is to live as a Christian. And just live it. Discover it in the present. It's not in the past. It's right here, right now. And it'll be amazing. And then you'll be able to deal with all things that come. Because you're living in the present. So all this stuff you've been taught, and Christ came to make that possible. He really did. And so he's just waiting on you to admit that you're wrong. God is. Once you admit it, you're on your way. Once you go and forgive, that's it. But you must go and forgive so that you can be born of him. That makes sense? Let go of all your ideas and just live. It's not about quoting the Bible and hooping and hollering and carrying on. It's really about just being the light of the world and the salt of the earth and loving one another. Treat your neighbor as yourself. Be honest with the blacks. You know what I mean? Is that too much to ask? And if they get mad, run. And the truth will stay there and you'll be gone, right? But at least you plant the truth. And they'll think about it down there. And never assume that no oh, they're never going to get it. Don't assume that. Because the truth is something else. And, and you don't know who is seeking the truth. Right? So on this Easter Sunday, think about that. Go and forgive. Live in the present. Let your little plan and idea go, and you'll be fine. It'll all work out. All right? That makes sense? It's so simple. Renew the heart. God will renew the heart, and everything else is easy. It'll start to work. And let yourself grow. He will cause you to grow. If you fall down, no big deal. Brush it off and keep going. Stop judging yourself and other people. 
Be happy in life. All right. Amazing Easter stuff. Thank you so much. Um, I appreciate you all tuning in. All right. Any announcement, Hermes? Okay. We have a men's conference that we're doing in August. Come down here real fast. This is what had all those big words. <laughs> Nobody knew what it meant. Um, good afternoon. We have a, a men's conference coming up in This is my August. PR guy, Ernest, for those who don't know. Our 11th annual men's conference. So we had to cancel last year. Uh, we're going to do it in Orlando, Florida. We're going to be announcing the details in about a week or so, but I just want to give you guys a heads up. So it's going to be amazing. We're going to have Jesse, speakers. Uh, the experts, maybe even Joel, but it'll be it'll be it'll be great. And Orlando's you wide open. No, we not. <laughs> Orlando's wide open, so the masks and all that is not as required. So yeah, just we'll we'll make it available next week or so. Orlando, Florida, yeah, it's gonna be amazing. Cause you don't have to wear masks down there. You don't have to worry about uh, what that man name that we gonna kick out of office. We ain't got we ain't got to worry about Gavin Newsom showing up. <laughs> So get ready. Save your dimes. It's going to be fun, all right? It's going to be amazing. So we're going to let you know more about that. We have a newsletter that we're putting out real soon. So if you're not on our mailing list, I suggest you get on the mailing list and our email list so that you can know what's going on, all right? Make sure you sign up for that. It's uh, uh, in a minute for here, yeah. Don't forget your donations. We, we definitely appreciate that. We were, we're going to read the Super Chats tomorrow, right there? Yes. Okay. The Super Chats tomorrow and your D-Live stuff. Thank you so much. And thank you all. I hope this helped a little bit today. Uh, It was amazing. All right? Thank you all so much. I appreciate it.